Well, here we go. Um, really sorry, guys. I know I promised. Well, I, I set a goal to get one of these out a month, and I've had so much shit going on and going sideways. Things just got away with me or from me. So I'm gonna go ahead and put in a bunch of segments that I've been recording over time and get this out to you guys so I can get something on the board and hopefully we can get back on track with uh, with this month and next month. But fingers crossed. We'll see how we do. Um, I've got so I've got the Lone Star Roundup coverage. Um, I've got Midnight Mass. Uh, I'll have an update on the trials and tribulations of Truckee Verde. Um, and some weird scary shit I haven't figured out with the galaxy yet. So uh, hope you guys enjoy the show. So I've been sitting on this one for a while. I'm really excited to announce finally, uh, formally, that I have a new sponsor. Paragon. Uh, if you are looking for a truck cover and you want something like what I have on Truckee Verde now, it's something foldable and something that you can unlock and lock without having to drop the, the tailgate. These guys make an awesome bed cover and it doesn't fold up out of the bed uh, and block your line of sight when you're driving, which I really, really like. Uh, if you, I, I t definitely take a look. Uh, it's Paragon, P-E-R-A-G-O-N.com. I have a full-length article that's going to be on the Lowered.com website. I uh, also have a post for it on the Facebook page uh, by the time you hear this. So uh, if you hit them up and you want to buy one, they're actually giving us a, um, well, giving all of you guys a discount. Uh, if you entered the Lowered 15 as the discount code, you get 15% off, and it's pretty badass. Made in America, low profile, and it folds up tight against the bed uh, header, you know, towards the cab, uh, not up above out of the bed, blocking your line of sight, which is my preference. Um, haven't rained up here since I've installed it, It's but I've driven it through the car wash a few times to check, and it's it's been watertight. Um, I've now I'm able to keep stuff in the bed of my truck and not with the homeless situation being what it is in California, being able to leave stuff in my bed and lock it up and know it's going to be there when I get back is it's a it's a big deal. So check them out. Uh, Paragon.com. Thanks for sponsoring me, guys. I really appreciate it. And I, I love the new bed cover. It's exactly what I was looking for. Lone Star Roundup. <clears throat> Holy crap. This has got to be one of, well, this, I don't know why I say got to be. This is one of my favorite shows to hit, and I really hope that I can make this happen every year. Uh, flying into Texas, is, I mean, Texas is is worth the trip every single time. Uh, the people are fantastic. The food's amazing. I'm sure I gained probably like 30 pounds of just brisket alone. Uh, I don't think I ever passed a brisket spot and didn't stop. It, I mean, that alone's worth the trip. But the show itself is amazing. I screwed up. It was totally my fault. I got in too late to do the shop tour, which uh, I did the I did the last time I went to the show, uh, and it was it was amazing. It's the, the you, there are shops there that you've never heard of that you never see. 
Uh, I don't know who their benefactors are that are cutting these checks, but some incredible shops in Texas. And the guys that put on the Lone Star Roundup do a fantastic job of planning a route and stops. And um, you know, it, the shops that they pick are, are phenomenal. Um, but I, I missed out on that. Uh, I did, of course, get to attend the show. I got to go both um, both days, which was great. Gave me plenty of time to shoot stuff. Uh, was able to meet a few of you guys out there. Uh, it was really humbling uh, to hear your comments and to get your feedback and uh, talk to you and your and your spouses and uh, your super patient and lovely spouses <laughs> that let us shoot the shit while they were dying to to move on. I I, I really appreciate that. It was cool giving uh, out a couple stickers. I <laughs> I hesitate to tell this story because it is kind of uh, nerdy or whatever, but um, I posted some pictures, and I know I don't post pictures of myself. That's like my own hang-up. I do kind of like walking around shows with some anonymity uh, and not thinking about it too much. Um, and it is kind of fun, though, when, when you guys do find me. Um, I posted a picture of my suitcase and my hat and like, you know, hey, I'm flying into Texas. If you see me, hit me up. I'll give you some stickers. I'll hook you up. That kind of thing. If you remember the post, if you don't, doesn't matter. But uh, I flew in to uh, Austin and uh, I had uh, my rental was supposed to be this like I just said mini truck and I didn't have any idea what it was going to be. And the more I thought about it, the more I was like, man, I'm going to be in Texas for like almost a week. Like, do I really want to be in something small? And I didn't know what they were going to give me. So it just said like, I can't remember what they called it. It was like small commercial or small. It doesn't matter. Anyway, so I get up to the, the counter and I, I start asking, you know, hey, you know, like, what's it going to look like to upgrade? Like what? what do I got to do? Like, how much are we talking? And, and the guy was having some problems with his computer. And I was like, you know what? It's all good. I'm sorry. I, I was being greedy. You know, I'll just, I'll just take whatever I had booked. It's, it's no big deal. It's I'll, I'll just, it's all good. So I thanked the guy for his time and I walked into the, you know, the garage area to, to pick up my, the vehicle, whatever it was going to be. And as I'm walking in, this dude leans out, he's like looking at me, like kind of sideways and then he sticks his he comes out of the booth and and he's like hey are you james and i was like allegedly you know like just being me and thinking that the guy at the counter must have told him you know what i mean like like hey there's a customer coming or whatever and then he goes do you do you run the lowered are you the hmfic and i was like yeah bro that's me and he's like, how would you like a free upgrade? And I was like, how would you like a shitload of stickers? <laughs> the guy was super cool. And I feel terrible. I don't remember his name. Uh, but I gave him a bunch of stickers. And he gave me a spanking new Silverado Z71 crew cab uh, free upgrade. So it was pretty awesome. I drove that around Texas. I can't think of another truck. Uh, uh, I mean, what's better to cruise around Texas in than a crew cab loaded, you know, well, mostly loaded uh, <laughs> four-wheel drive truck. Uh, but so that was kind of a cool experience, like right off the bat to start the whole 
you know, the whole trip off with. Um, I got to, uh, the show is amazing, uh, extremely laid back. The quality of the vehicles there is ridiculously good. There was, uh, I mean, all traditional customs and hot rods, uh, they're really, really good about sticking to the, you know, the theme of the show. There wasn't anything that I saw that really snuck in there that didn't fit with that vibe. I guess you could say that, you know, there was some bagged kind of bigger wheeled trucks, but I don't remember seeing anything on like billets. There wasn't any of like the more modern street truck style. It was, you know, an older like 40s, 50s, 60s truck on big steelies, which, you know, it is what it is. I love that look. You may not. That's okay. They were awesome. Build quality was fantastic. There was, I mean, everywhere you look, it's, everything was super cool. Their car corral is crazy big. Uh, really, that the, the, the section where they park the stuff that's for sale is honestly big enough to be a show in and of itself. Uh, I took, like, I don't know, hour and a half to walk through just that section. And I don't know why, but it seemed like everything was at $25,000. Like, it didn't matter if you needed a broom to sweep the, the body panels into a large enough rust pile to like scoop at home or if it was like fully painted like ready to cruise ready to go it was twenty five thousand dollars uh i don't know why everybody had that magic number but that seemed to be the case which i found kind of funny um but yeah the the guys that put on the show they do a hell of a job and i absolutely am hoping to be able to add this show to my calendar every year going forward uh, absolutely worth flying in. Uh, I would really love to find a way to ship one of my cars down. Um, the guys that uh, own Austin Speed Shop, or the guys that are running Austin Speed Shop now, uh, I'm not sure who the manager is now, but uh, they put on in a, a thing like almost every night. And uh, so, you know, I'd hit the show, go back to the hotel, have a <laughs> have some brisket. <laughs> and then cruise out to Austin uh, Speed Shop and, you know, see what was going on there. And every night it was something else, um, you know, cars from the show, cars that hadn't made it into the show, uh, food trucks, beer. Um, it was it was real cool. Everything. It was really fun show all the way through. Um, absolutely can't recommend it enough. If if you're in the Austin area and, or you're planning a trip to Austin and you can finagle it so that it's around the time of the Lone Star Roundup, it's, it's for sure worth your time. Um, some of my favorite spots that I hit, I'm hoping you guys, if you guys are out there, you recommend others. Um, I hit Black's in Austin. That was phenomenal. Uh, the beef rib there just like was mind-blowingly fantastic. Um, I hit uh, Jew Boy Burgers was right around the corner from me. And uh, the owner there and I ended up, he ended up, was running the counter and we ended up talking. And I guess he was the editor for Garage Magazine. I got his card. I'm trying to hook up an interview with him. I can't wait to, to talk about Garage Magazine. That was an extremely short-lived magazine. If you can find copies of Garage Magazine, I, it kills me that that magazine didn't do, you know, whatever. Like it did, that it wasn't able to continue because it... In my mind, it's it had the perfect mix of lifestyle, uh, like products, 
and automotive content. It, man, seriously, if you can find a copy of Garage Magazine, scoop it up. Awesome magazine. So I really hope to, to hook up with him and uh, talk to him soon and with you guys. And uh, burgers are amazing. Um, I never had a, a latke before. It's like a potato pancake thing. Um, but he does his own spin on it and puts like hatch chilies and stuff in it. Uh, man, absolutely worth a stop. Uh, Jew Boy Burgers was phenomenal. Uh, of course, I had to hit Whataburger while I was there. Um, it's okay. I mean, I get the Texas pride in it. You know, it is if, if it's what you're used to, you know, that's that's like you know the texas version of well at least it's what texans always compare to in and out even though they have in and out now um i like it it's okay i think it's like a like four or five steps above a burger king maybe but anyway lone star roundup real good time uh i'm gonna next time i go in i'm absolutely going to manage my time better i will plan better i will get in early enough so that i can do that shop tour um that the first show I went to, like I mentioned, that was probably one of my favorite parts of the trip. Um, so I'm looking forward to hopefully doing that next time. And then the show itself, like it's it's like it's not the same as Grand National Roadster show, but it it is in that it's not a show that is a, you to go into just one day isn't enough. Um, it's it's one of those shows that's so good. If you don't go both days, you're for sure going to miss stuff, but I don't know. It's just, it's, it's worth it. It's absolutely a good time. So yeah, check it out. If you can finagle it, like I said, plan around it. If you're going to go to Texas or you have to go to Texas or you, you know, or want to go to Texas in the Austin area and you can plan around that, that trip, I can't recommend it enough. If you want to read my longer format article on the uh, Z71 Silverado crew cab that I had, uh, it will be posted on my on my website, thelowered.com. Uh, check it out. All right, so I've talked about this before, but uh, there's a video going around. I guess Ford is starting to roll out the new Dark Horse Mustangs, and I guess... Man, I feel so bad for this poor guy. If you haven't seen it, it should be pretty easy to find. Uh, basically, they've got this Mustang. It's undercover. It's on this kind of raised platform. It's not raised that much, thankfully, for what would soon happen next. Um, and they pull the cover off of it, and somebody lights it up. And, of course, you know, Mustang, probably one of the better-sounding American V8s on the market right now. Sounds great, and they go to roll it off the platform, and somebody didn't attach the the ramps right, and it just the front wheels get about two feet. And for I think if the guy would have just kept rolling, he'd have been fine, but he stopped, and it was just enough, and the ramps just came off of the platform, and the Mustang drops. I mean, oh man, I felt so bad for well, not only for the guy in the car and the presenter that's standing there watching the debacle occur. But for the poor bastards that set that up, like, holy shit, that, that had to suck. Unfortunately, the video ends, like, right there. I would have liked to see what came next, but anyway, that video's going around. Um, I think the, the new Dark Horse is going to be a huge hit for Mustang and for Ford in general. It, it looks, I think it looks fantastic, although I haven't seen one in person. The new glass cockpit looks fantastic, um, and... The feature everybody's talking the most shit about is the feature, I I mean, I, I kind of, 
I'm gonna I'm sounding like a bit of a, a dork here, but I kind of think is the coolest feature, the the remote rev feature. Um, so if you haven't seen it yet, uh, I don't know what rock you're living under, but the new Mustang. I don't even think you have to get the dark horse to get it, but um, I think it starts in the GT package. But basically, um, you don't have to be in the car. You just hit the remote, and uh, you know you you tap the whatever this button is on the remote in the first step it just like revs a little bit and then the second setting revs it to 2000 rpm and then start so i'm sorry first the first setting is just remote start so like just i mean it, it does blip the throttle a little bit but it barks a little bit but you know it's that's just nor kind of normal remote start and then you hit the button i guess however whatever the combo is to get the second version and that brings the throttle up to 2000 rpm and then it kind of levels out and then the third option which is really the only option i would ever use <laughs> i'm so fucking obnoxious um so it basically goes uh 3000 4000 5000 rpm and then goes to idle so it's like you know up 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 and then uh, it levels out and I'm seeing a lot of guys uh, talking shit about it uh, making fun of it uh, you know Chevy and, and Dodge guys mostly it's really sad to me uh, especially to see the Dodge guys talking shit because uh, you guys ain't gonna have nothing <laughs> here real soon <laughs> Dodge is going electric Stellantis is castrating Dodge in a major way there will be no uh, as you guys all know, there are no, no Hellcats, no Elephants, hella nothing is what you guys are going to have. So I guess get your shit talking in while you can. Uh, and there's all kinds of talk that the Camaro is going away and uh, maybe coming back as a sedan. Uh, God, hope not, but who knows. Anyway, uh, I think it was cool. Uh, I think the feature is cool. I feel terrible for the people. <laughs> involved with that that dark horse rollout with the ramps god that was i a whole my whole body tensed up when it happened i just oh man my heart broke for those people but anyway i thought it was really cool um check it out let me know what you guys think do you guys yeah are you guys like me you guys kind of nerds and think that that's cool or is are you guys like too highfalutin for that obnoxiousness let me know so I had a couple of things happen to me recently and it kind of got me thinking about you know new vehicles and and car dealerships so uh, as much as it pains me it seems I cannot do an episode without somehow mentioning a Tesla so let's just get it out of the way uh, my in-law well my sister-in-law bought a, a new Tesla and she's real proud of it which is understandable it's a big purchase um, and they were telling me about the you know how it went down and you know it's, they didn't go crazy they they got in kind of the entry level model of the the model I, the SUV not the the big one it doesn't fucking matter but it's damn near you know so it's a spendy car, you know, it's it's not quite six figures, but they're knocking on that door. And uh, when they I asked them what the dealership 
you know what it what it was like because I've driven past one. We have one up here in, in Rockland. I asked them what that you know what the experience was like, and they said, "Oh, we didn't we didn't get it at the dealership." And I was like, "Well, you know, how did you get it?" And she said, "Oh, you know, well, we we went online and we ordered it, and you know, we waited, and then they got an email and they they offered us to you know get it sooner if we made some changes. So we did and." Uh, then they just called into, or they they told us it would be available at this local grocery store. I was like, "What? What the fuck are you talking about, grocery store?" And they're like, "Yeah, you know, they they send you an app with a code, and then they just drop it off at the grocery store, and you pick it up." And I was blown away. I, I would have canceled my order if it was me. Uh, I couldn't believe it. There was no no salesperson met them. They just walked up to this random ass car parked in a in a grocery store parking lot and pushed the button on the app and it opened up and I guess there's like a you know a walkthrough that they got via video but I was I was really blown away I cannot believe that that was the experience that that's what a new car buying experience is in the tech, I guess, I'm obviously, again, I've said it a million times, Tesla isn't a car company. They're a tech company that makes cars. But that that's their vision of a premium. They're, I mean, they're selling a car, goddamn car. The second most expensive thing that a person will buy, you know, next second only to a home in most cases. So uh, that really shocked me. And I thought uh, if I hit if not that I would buy one, but if. If I was in the market to purchase something like that, and I found out that that was the experience, I'd tell them to go fuck themselves. That just, I don't, that just really rubs me the wrong way. I mean, I, I don't, I guess I, I guess I, if I'm going to be spending that kind of coin, like, not that I want to sit in the dealership. I'm, I'm certainly not saying that I enjoy filling out paperwork or the bullshit back and forth that's involved in buying a new car. Nobody does. But, I mean, shit, give me something. Uh, when I bought my Toyota off the showroom floor, like, you know, they, they sent it out back and it was detailed and they brought it back in the dealership and I got to drive it out of the dealership. And, you know, they kind of, there was a little pomp and circumstance and that was just a Tacoma. Uh, I remember, you know, my mom buying her Lexus. It was the same thing. Cadillac, it was the same thing. Um shit yeah even when i bought my my gmc uh took me years to find that thing and i bought it out of a off of a pot lot you know in fresno um shout out to the guys at vj's they gave me a call and said hey man we finally found your truck and and sent me pictures of it and uh the guy vj that that runs it um he had it lowered for me and we put wheels on it and it was all dialed in and detailed out and you know it was it was an, they he made it an experience you know like i felt good about buying it but showing up at a grocery store man i don't know about that shit um that really was driven home for me when the other day i was driving around and seeing this grill that i i just i never seen before and so when it came around me, it, it turned out it was a, a Mitsubishi Outlander. And I know that's not like, oh, who gives a shit? You know, it's not like a, a wild vehicle, but 
you know, we have Mitsubishis up here, but they're just not not a lot of them. You know, there's an Evo in the neighborhood, and uh, you know, every once in a while you'll see an Eclipse or you know one of the smaller sedans. But I started thinking I couldn't remember the last time I'd seen a Mitsubishi dealership, and uh, I really like the look of this Outlander, and you know, I'm always trying to. I might be having to go back to working on site soon. And so a daily is definitely on my radar. And so I went on their their website and started kind of poking around. And I, I thought, man, that's kind of a good looking vehicle. And the price isn't bad. And, you know, the specs look good and the interior looks neat. And I, I think the, the exterior's got more of a rugged look than most of the other stuff in that segment. And... So I thought, well, shit, where where the hell is a, a Mitsubishi dealership? And the closest dealership to me is like three hours away. And instantly, I crossed it off my list. I mean, it's a new vehicle. There's probably, I'm sure that it's very reliable. It's not going to have issues. But there is, with any new vehicle, there's a maintenance regimen they want you to follow. And, you know, you got to go to a dealership. It's three hours away. I'm going to drive there and I'm what? Going to get a hotel? Going to spend the weekend? Or, you know, heaven forbid they're backed up and I got to let it sit there for a week. So I got to commute three hours. I mean, that's two weekends shot in the ass to to just do regular stuff. Um, I don't know. And, and then I thought, well, you know, like, am I getting old? You know, is that is that where I'm at? Like, is this the old man like in me starting to, to rear his arthritic head and I'm complaining about the newfangled, you know, kids and getting off my lawn and all that bullshit or, you know, and I don't know. Am I crazy? Would you buy a vehicle and knowing that they're, well, first of all, would you pay that kind of cheddar for a vehicle and they told you to pick it up at a, at a grocery store? That shit's wild. But set that aside like would you even consider buying a new vehicle if if there was no dealership local i mean i'm sure there's some of you guys especially you australians uh, and folks in the midwest you probably live in areas where there just isn't a, a local dealership or maybe you might have a dealership or or two dealerships in town and probably everybody just drives cars that those two companies sell uh, i can't be the only one that that has that I guess needs that peace of mind if you're going to spend money on a new vehicle that you intend to drive daily of having a dealership within, you know, at least an hour radius. I mean, that seems reasonable. But I know that also that that is a, uh, you know, a model that is being considered. And I've even read articles that the big three uh, have been considering going to similar models where they'll have a, you know, a major depot in, you know, around the major cities, but they won't have dealers as many dealerships as they do now. Um, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see how that works out. But I mean, it's certainly not slowing Tesla down in my area. They're goddamn everywhere. I, I don't know. I just can't imagine, can't imagine paying that kind of money and picking something like that up at a, grocery store. It's wild. All right, let's talk about Midnight Mass. Uh, I got to admit, I'm a little I had I had one of those moments where uh, sitting at the Midnight Mass show this year where I was thinking about 
when people ask me what shows they got to hit, like what shows are worth the, the time and the effort to travel to and go to, by and large, the shows that first pop into my mind are, are SoCal shows, and, and that sucks because I'm not a SoCal guy. I'm a NorCal guy, and I, I, I should be recommending more shows up here. And I have to say that um, I, if somebody asks me in the future, I will absolutely be recommending this show. Uh, this show is put on by a club called The Poor Boys. They've been around for a real long time. In fact, the very first time I ever showed my Galaxy in an indoor show, uh, Sacramento Autorama in the, the Suede Pavilion, I won a trophy, and it was from The Poor Boys. And so uh, while I don't have any affiliation with the club and I don't, don't believe I know any members that are active in the club, uh, they, you know... The name is, at least has some some recognition for me, and I, I I'm always you know kind of happy to see one of their shirts when I see it. Brings back good memories. So showing up at the show this year, uh, they seem to have found their home in Woodland, which I'm really stoked on. I'm not sure who is running the city council out there in Woodland, but they're obviously car folks. Uh, not only do they have the Poor Boys show at the Woodland Fairgrounds, but they put on C10 uh, Intervention, I believe. That's on the main street, and that is a hell of a show as well. I can't recommend either one of those shows enough. Uh, it's a fantastic time, and Woodland is is a really cool town. It's a agricultural town. It's real small, real chill, blue collar folks. Uh, you can't hardly throw a rock without hitting a an excellent you know a Mexican restaurant. Um, there used to be a couple cool barbecue spots. I don't know if there are, but uh, absolutely amazing carnicerias up there i always pick there's a couple i hit uh, i always pick up you know pounds of prepared meats and stuff for barbecuing after so definitely worth the drive the show itself is at the the woodland fairgrounds and that is like the perfect venue for something like this i would say the only venue i like as much for this type of car show is the uh used to be well billetproof or ventura nationals uh and that that's a socal show but uh the poor boys show it at the woodland fairgrounds is is fantastic the woodland fairgrounds is one of those places that doesn't look like it's ever been updated since the day they built it which is perfect for the vibe of the town and the show you know the buildings have that kind of old ag vibe to them and uh, the grounds, it's more of like kind of a flattish park. Uh, lots of really nice mature trees and, you know, grassy areas that you can park on and plenty of room for everybody. Everybody's super chill. I didn't see anybody hassling anybody. Um, it was just it was just a great show. Uh, they run a bunch of food trucks in there on kind of the, the main, like, split area that divides the swap meet side from the car show side. And they were there all night long. Uh, the lines weren't bad. But best of all, I would say, are as always with, with anything automotive, it's it's really the, the people. Uh, the poor boys aren't in your face. Uh, they're not overly policing things. And it didn't seem like they had to, which was, you know, exactly what you want. Uh, the cars that they let in there, for the most part, were traditional customs, hot rods, lowriders. There were some outliers. There were a few muscle cars uh, and some amazing, beautiful muscle cars. 
that had a really cool like era correct vibe to them uh, there were some outliers of course uh, you know you've always got that like the car club hang on or the buddy or some affiliate or whatever or whatever that sneaks their ride in and you're like what the fuck is this doing here uh, not that it was not that they weren't cool just you know kind of out of place but all in all fantastic show put on by a group of, of guys that seem to really have their shit together and I can't recommend the show enough it's uh it's a really good time real chill vibe and the one thing I would say that I thought was was really cool and I'd kind of like to see them push more was uh, around the, the venue there's a, a path it's about it's an asphalt kind of trail that kind of winds around the park and it's about a car and a half wide or you know plus or minus and throughout the night guys would I don't know if they were all just leaving or if um, we did see a couple guys that kind of went around the show once or twice and it was really cool, especially later at night. You know, everybody, a lot of folks have been there all day and it's kind of winding down and folks are kind of chilling. And um, it was really neat. It kind of reminded me of the way Hot August Nice used to be when, you know, you could be like right up on folks cruising. Um, nobody was doing any burnouts. Not that I would have minded, but, you know, some folks do. Uh, everybody kept things real chill. Um, some of the lowriders locked it up on three or nobody was hopping, but you know, they were hitting switches and, um, it was, it was just overall really cool. It would be neat to, I don't know how they would do it, um, or promote it or set it up, but it was, uh, it was, it would be really cool to see that more incorporated into the show to let folks cruise around the, the path. You know, maybe every once in a while throughout the night, um, maybe do it by section. I don't know, um, or just let let it be what it is. You know, let folks do it that want to do it. Um, anyway, if you're around in the NorCal area around midnight mass, uh, they've got a huge internet presence. It's real easy to find the dates. Um, I, I can't recommend hitting that show up enough. It was a really good time. Uh, even though the Buick did overheat, but like I said, she made it all the way there, and I let her rest a little bit and puts added some more water. I think the the thermostat the I well I think I know the thermostat's good, but I think I think maybe my cap isn't holding isn't tight enough. It's not holding pressure enough uh, to keep it inside because it lit right up. But anyway, I'll mess with that later. Um, I was able to let her rest, add a little bit of water, drove her into the show, and, and set up camp. We had a really good time. So, yeah, Midnight Mass in Woodland. Check it out. I think you guys will like it. Yeah, the poor boys do a hell of a job. And uh, absolute big thanks to the poor boys for throwing that show. I hope they're able to continue doing it for a long time to come. I'm sure it'll get nothing but better. Thanks, poor boys. So I'm not sure whether I should call this segment the good, the bad, and the Truckee Verde or the trials and tribulations of Truckee Verde. But as you can tell from my two options, it's, Jesus, it's been a pain in the ass. So uh, I'm sure you guys heard uh, we got a new sponsor. I'm really excited. Um, Paragon has decided to partner with The Lowered and they sent me out a bed cover and it's literally what I had in mind and what I've wanted this entire time. I 
wanted and looking for a if you want a bed cover that you can lock and open without having to drop the tailgate good luck uh, there's not very many of them out there and most of the ones that are out there are big panels uh, and they open up and out of the bed which I, I certainly see the utility of but I don't like that when they're open and folded it basically blocks the entire back window uh, I've got a couple buddies that have those covers and I, I just I don't know that drives me crazy so knowing that I didn't want that and knowing that I needed a bed cover that I could unlock and lock without dropping the tailgate I just could it took literally years to find one so super excited to have them on board uh, welcome to the team Paragon you guys are amazing uh, we you know as soon as I knew knew that the it was coming and um, I, I kind of got to looking at the bed on my truck and I thought you know man these guys at Paragon they're gonna you know partner with me I've got these original plastic covers you know um, my truck came with plastic covers like most modern trucks do across the bed rails and then one across the tailgate and you know it's supposed to be a watertight cover and I didn't hadn't seen it yet but you know in person but you know from the the pictures and everything I thought if this thing's supposed to be waterproof like I don't want to mess it up because my old the plastics are like warped and old so I mean they weren't terrible but you know how it is it's you know 2005 and these were the original plastics so uh, I'll tell you if, if you uh, want a little surprise uh, and you have a, a GM truck like I do reach out to uh, GM and, and see what those bed plastics cost like holy shit uh, thankfully they, they were able to get them real quick, but I mean, I, I think it's, I, I don't even want to look at the receipt, but I, it was around 700 bucks just for the, the plastics. So shit. Um, so we got the new plastics, uh, and I was really excited. You know, I've got the boxes for the Paragon cover in the bed of my truck. I reached out to my guys at Ultra Truck Works. Joe's amazing. If you need anything for a truck and you're anywhere near Elk Grove, uh, these guys stand by the stuff they sell and they are, they're incredible. Uh, and they'll, they'll hook you up if you, you tell them I sent you. So uh, big thanks to the guys at Ultra Truck Works for helping me with this. Although I got to be honest, I, I don't, I could have done this at home in my garage. Uh, it the, the guys at Paragon, they, they really know what's up when it comes to writing a manual. Before seeing their manual, uh, the I, I got to say, the, the only manual I've come across as good is the one I had for my Traeger Smoker, which as a guy that works in the tech industry, you know we don't get manuals with anything anymore. Uh, everything's online now. So ha I like having a printed manual. I'm kind of old school that way. And this one is... The, the pictures are fantastic. The, the directions are written concisely and, and super easy to follow. And for if you're like me, kind of a you know YouTube mechanic, they have QR codes and the installation video is broken down as the manual is written. So you can look at it in the segment that you're on, which I mean, it's just phenomenal. So uh, big thanks to the Paragon guys for that. Um, when I got the boxes for the, you know, for the bed cover, I, I, 
admittedly, you guys know I'm always honest uh, about how things go, uh, good, bad, or ugly. And I, my heart just dropped. Uh, the boxes looked like they had been used for self-defense against the zombie horde, which is absolutely not Paragon's fault. I mean, they've got, they can't control the shipping or how the shipper handles their packages or doesn't handle their packages very well. Uh, but I didn't have to worry. Um, I mean, there, there wasn't any missing parts. Paragon knows what's up. They know what they're up against. They package accordingly. Everything came out of the box looking perfect. And I was really stoked on the coating that they use. Uh, it's got a really nice feel to it. Uh, the coating is like there weren't it, like any any like thin spots. You know, sometimes you see these bed covers and, you know, they'll they just like they look like they have water spots on them like fresh out of the box like none of that here the paragon guys they they do a real nice job i was super happy with it and uh all the guys at ultra truck works as we're taking the parts out they're like whoa this is this is really nice um so that was cool too and they not only is it packaged nice but the actual bed cover portion is contained in these four big styrofoam blocks and when you start the manual it you actually use those same four blocks to assemble the frame of the bed cover off the truck so you don't have to put anything on the ground it doesn't get scratched up before you get to install it it's just really well thought out i mean these guys do a hell of a job and it's you know it's made in the u.s which is super important to me um and when I was looking for a bed cover, I knew I wanted, I had to have something I could unlock and lock without dropping the tailgate since I had shaved the tailgate handle and moved it to the inside of the bed. But I also wanted that low profile, like old school tonneau cover look and Paragon achieves that. It's super low profile. Um, I'm, I, I can't believe how many compliments I've gotten on it in just the, the like month and a half that I've had it installed. Um, so it's, it's really cool. And the installation went pretty swimmingly. Uh, we only had two issues with the installation and, um, one of them was, was absolutely my fault in that, uh, as I mentioned before, you know, I had the original bed plastics on, you know, for the, the bed rail and the tail at the top of the tailgate. And I wanted to make sure that I was putting my best foot forward for the guys at Paragon. They, they absolutely deserve it. And uh, so I ordered those new plastics and the bed rail caps came off no problem. You know, they're, they kind of have little snaps and they have uh, double-sided like 3M style tape that hold them on. And that came off, you know, no problem. And we were able to, you know, to polish the, the bed rails and, uh, you know, put the new, snap the new ones on and they, they look fantastic. And then we got to the, the, <laughs> the crux of my problems, uh, where I had shaved, we had the, the tailgate handle shaved, uh, when we we're peeling the, the plastic cover off the, the edge of the, the top of the tailgate, when it came off, it popped a chunk of paint off. And all of us just stood there staring at it. Like we all heard it pop and we were all like saw it go. And like me and Bill and Alex, just all of us had that like, oh, fuck, look. And it's like it was a big chunk. And that's absolutely, again, nothing to do with Paragon. Completely my fault. 
I wanted the new plastics on there. Uh, and, you know, what my dad says, cool costs money. So, fuck. So, uh, because the guys at Ultra Truck Works was nice enough to, to give me the base at their shop for the day, I didn't want to waste that opportunity. We just went ahead and installed the bed cover uh, because obviously, you know, the only thing that was affected was the tailgate and there's nothing that installs to that directly. So the installation went great. Uh, the one and only issue we did run up against was because I have a short, short, short bed on Truckee Verde. Um, one of the, the points that one of the, the things I was really, uh, the many things I was really stoked about with a Paragon cover is that if you want to take it out, you just, uh, so the Paragon cover accordion closes and the flaps drop inside the bed and everything goes up tight against the cab. Uh, and it stays in the bed. It doesn't go up out of the bed blocking, you know, line of sight from the rearview mirror or rearview window, which is exactly what I wanted. And in the videos, if you go to the Paragon website, uh, you'll see that you can uh, grab the cover once it's folded up and kind of tweak it diagonal in the track and it pops out of the track. And it's, So you can take the whole bed cover out uh, and the strap that you use to pull the bed cover closed, you wrap that around the bed cover to keep it you know, in one piece. And you can either you know, set it in the bed or you can put it in the cab or you can put it in your garage. And the, the rail that it snaps into is so low profile, like it's it's really a kick-ass design. But because my bed is so short, you can't kick the bed cover diagonal far enough to take it out of the track and remove it. So I do have that as a limitation. Um, I don't really haul stuff like oversized stuff that often I do throw bikes and like we have the I have the ruckus I'll throw in the back on occasion and I like to run that front tire up against the the header of the tail uh, you know of the bed up against the cab and I won't be able to do that now because of the way the the bed cover sits but I'll just build a block that pushes out past the bed cover where it folds up and it'll be super easy to fix but that was the one and only bummer about the entire paragon cover installation on the paragon side and you guys know i'm always 100 percent upfront and honest the good the bad the ugly i'm never gonna recommend something without if if i have an issue with it i'm gonna tell you um but i i'm not mad at it um i absolutely love the cover it's exactly what i wanted um you know that you know, being able to kick it out diagonal and then pull the cover out. That was just one of the bonuses uh, of that. I, I thought I was going to get with the cover. I'm told to, and none of the other covers I had looked at was even an option. So it's not, I don't feel like I'm really missing anything out. I'm not, I don't feel like that's a detractor. And if you don't, if you don't have a bed as crazy short as mine, you're not going to have the issue. So, um, I don't know if Paragon will do something different with later bed covers, you know, for us super short bed guys, um, or even if they really need to for that matter. But I, I couldn't be, I'm not complaining. I want to be clear. Absolutely love that. The cover, um, where I ran into my second issue, um, totally not Paragon's fault was, 
as I mentioned, we put new bed rail caps on the, the rails. Well, I also got a new tailgate cap. And when we were taking the tailgate cap off, because I had shaved the handle, the paint popped off, like I mentioned. And we just, oh man, our hearts were just on the floor. It was so, such a bummer. Um, but we got the tailgate, we got the bed cover installed. Uh, I reached out to the body shop that originally had done the work, like a million years ago. And they were really cool about it. The guys at Dwayne's, um, you know, even though they had done it so long ago, um, like 10 years at least, uh, they, I, I brought the cover in. They only charged me material. Uh, they had a super fast turnaround. Um, I dropped it off on a Friday because that's my day off. And I was able to pick it up the next week. Um, all the body work done paint looks amazing they put the bed cap on um, we put it on the truck and because I had had it off the truck when we put the cover in uh, we had like a minor adjustment to kind of tap the cover back a little bit on the rails um, and it's perfect I couldn't be happier with the way it looks I, um, I, I absolutely love this bed cover it's got that low profile old school tonneau cover look that I wanted and now I feel safe, you know, like if I want to leave stuff in the bed of my truck or especially my kids are, are back into sports now. And so being able to leave like those fold up chairs and like, you know, some sporting equipment or whatever in the back of my truck and not have to worry about it being gone um, or not have to rush to get that shit out of the garage and get it in the bed of the truck and out of the bed of the truck every time is it's just a huge time saver and. I'm, I'm so stoked. I couldn't be happier, like I said. Uh, and if you guys want one, Paragon was nice enough to give us a code. So if you want 15% off, uh, you go to Paragon and order one of their bed covers for your truck. Type in uh, the lowered 15 and you get 15% off. So can't beat that. Uh, I'm really excited to be partners with them and... Uh, I haven't had a chance. I had a lot of guys ask me about it being watertight. And, you know, of course, Paragon says it is. And I have, but I live in California and it hasn't rained. Um, I have run it through uh, our car wash a bunch of times to test it. And every time I've opened it up, you know, after drying off what was on, you know, on the top, uh, it's it's been bone dry inside. So... I'm confident that it, it's going to be what they say it's going to be. It looks great. So far, it's performed great. Um, I love it. So couldn't be happier. Big thanks to Paragon for uh, believing in us and becoming a sponsor. And like I said, if you need a bed cover, I hope you reach out to them. Give them a shot. It's a really nice product. Um, in the process of that installation like i said when we we snapped the paint off and i had to drop that tailgate uh off at the body shop to get reshot because i wanted to make sure you know after going through the effort of buying the new plastics and paragon being so nice i, I really wanted it to look good so uh i dropped the tailgate off at the body shop and as i was leaving i looked in my rearview mirror and noticed that um I was doing a fantastic impression of James Bond by leaving a uh, smokescreen behind me. Uh, I figured that the uh, transmission had finally let go uh, because it had been slipping and uh, 
It's the second transmission we put in it. And the 4L60 is just not standing up to the power of the new 5.3. And I was wrong. Uh, I pulled over. Thankfully, I was able to pull over pretty much immediately. And I popped the hood. And I got really, really lucky. Uh, turns out the oil pressure sensor on the back of the 5.3 uh, decided to be less of a sensor and more of a hose uh, in that the center part of the sensor just left and so it blew the cap off the sensor and was shooting oil from the motor to the firewall and all over my headers so I am super super lucky I didn't lose the truck uh, it's nobody's fault I mean who I'm, that's the sensor's job is to to be there and not fail and I mean apparently the on the good news uh, I do have great oil pressure so I mean bright side I guess um, so that sucked uh, I had to, to hit up the guys at TBR get the truck towed um, you know pretty found the issue immediately and they had it fixed like within the day so I'm not I'm not I don't mad you know like i don't feel like anybody did anything wrong you know when you work on shit and you you customize stuff and you i mean things like this happen you know and if you're gonna be a car guy and make changes to your car and expect to not have issues as you're going through that process you're gonna learn real quick that that's not it's just not reasonable uh so I, I want to be super clear. I'm I'm not complaining. I'm just this this is what it is. It, um, so uh, I am super lucky to to have so many great shops and uh, you know guys guys that are willing to stand by their their product their stuff and uh, the guys at TBR got it turned around like I said same day basically it was really nice. Um, and uh, the transmission uh, was not the problem that time, although uh, <laughs> that would not be the case for very much longer. Um, so on my way, uh, you know, I got the truck back and you guys, a lot of you guys know I, I work from home, at least for now. And so I'm not driving that much, but I had been noticing that the, the, the transmission wasn't quite right. And, uh, you know, Matt's transmission guy had, you know, assured us that he could, you know, make a, a 4L60 that would, would hang with the power. And uh, turns out he was wrong. Uh, so second transmission, I no longer have uh, second or third. Uh, thankfully, I, I was able to, to limp the truck home, so I didn't have to have it towed. Uh, I, mean, I had my family with me at the time, so, you know, that sucks. Things happen, and, uh, I mean, we're, we're not going to do another 4L60. So we talked about it when the first 4L60 failed. Uh, the guy, the, our, the Matt's transmission guy, was positive. He could, you know, make a, a 4L60 that would stand up to the challenge of the new motor, and, yeah, it just it just didn't. So... We're not gonna we're not gonna try a third time. I'm gonna to go to the the 4L80, and uh, ev like everybody told me, I know um, 
I, I got all the comments and um, I'm just I'm in a position where I, I don't have to have the truck all the time. Like I said, I'm, I'm working from home and, you know, the guy wanted to see if he could do it. And, you know, every whenever there's been a failure, it hasn't it hasn't cost me anything to, you know, this this is a basically an experiment. So I'm not mad about that either, uh, but I am not willing to, I guess, continue the experiment. So um, I'm really excited. Uh, the parts are ordered. I'll have a new 4L80 soon. And uh, it sounds like it's going to be built to take the power I have, plus uh, some changes that we have, you know, kind of on the back burner for now. I've got the smaller pulley, um, not installed, but, you know, I've got it there. And we've been talking about, uh, you know, putting the, the, uh, modification to the computer that allows it to also do the, the E85 switch. So I don't have to run E8, the E85 all the time, but you know, if I, if I have it available or if I want to, I can get that extra power. Um, so, I mean, those are things that are on the table. Uh, we've also been thinking about maybe doing, um, an upgrade to the heads and search for a little bit more power, but I want to get a transmission behind it that will last first. So yeah, uh, Trucky Verde has been a real pain in the ass, <laughs> but that's okay. Uh, you know, that's, that's part, like I said, it's part of it. And, uh, I love that truck. It took me forever to find it. Um, I, I don't ever have any intention of selling it. I, I'd sooner buy something else and just continue working on Trucky Verde, trying to get her to the, you know, the end vision that I've had in mind all this time. So big thanks to Paragon for getting me one step closer uh, with their sponsorship. And I'm so stoked that they're going to give you guys 15% off with that, uh, that code, the lower 15. And big thanks to the guys at Ultra Truck Works for always being there for me and helping me with the installation and letting me have use to that bay. That's super cool of them and the, Joe is amazing if you guys like I said if you have anything that you need for your truck uh, and you're anywhere near Elk Grove California I can't recommend them enough um, and uh, big thanks to Matt and, uh, and Cody Kobe and all the guys at uh, TBR um, I'm really stoked on the power the new motors taking or making and uh, I can't wait to to see what it's like uh, with a transmission that can really stand up to that power. I'm sure I'll be putting another rear end in it shortly thereafter. So we'll see how that works out. Um, but you guys know, I'll tell you about it. You know, I'll be straight up and honest about it. And, uh, yeah, you guys can laugh at my mistakes, I guess, but thanks again, Paragon. Super cool to have you guys on board. Well, in my continued commitment to keep it 100% uh, honest and real with you guys, sometimes shit just doesn't go right. And this has uh, been another case of that for me, unfortunately. I don't know where this will fall in the podcast yet, but um, so I, I, I basically went to the BC Fab Show, had a great time. Uh, the guys at BC Fab Show, a really great show. I, I think I, I probably will mention they're tucked back in this like industrial area and they're super easy to find the cars 
were just literally overflowing. Lowriders predominantly, um, everything from you know bomb style rides to the you know rap video '90s stuff that we all know and love and expect to see. There was a uh, mini trucks and you know street truck style stuff and a real good mix, but predominantly lowriders, which is right up my alley. So I had a fantastic time there. Uh, really nice guys. A uh, couple like food trucks set up, so it was all good. It was a really neat show. But to get to the point, um, after I you know wrapped everything up, and I was gonna shoot home. Uh, if you've ever tried to follow me <laughs> or see me on the road, you know I don't I don't cut my rides much slack and I was getting on uh, the on-ramp and I had the Galaxy set at my normal ride height which is pretty low and she still handles good and, and rides good uh, at that level even with the uh, mostly original all the bushings are original they're shot but they're original um, the upper A-arms, lower I-beams are original. Uh, I do have a modified F-250 anti-sway bar in the front, and I've got a, um, I can't remember the brand name. I don't think the company's around anymore, but I've got like a, either a 1.75 inch rear anti-sway bar on it. And of course it's bagged and uh, so I'm going, around, uh, going through this on-ramp, this nice banked, you know, really, what really nicely paved on-ramp and you front-wheel drive guys will, will know what I'm talking about you know when you're if you're in a front-wheel drive car and you do a clutch drop and the front end just kind of slides around squirrely well I'm in this bank uh, about the apex of the bank uh, you know with the spank turn and my front end just did that it just kind of seemed to like slide over on me. The back didn't slide at all, which is why I don't think I hit like an oil puddle or anything. It was just the front and scared the shit out of me. Um, luckily, I didn't lose control. Um, she was kind of sucked down and tight into the corner. And um, like I said, she, the front end just kind of slipped over about, I would say, maybe five or six inches, which is a lot. Um, and I, I really could not believe I didn't lose control. I immediately backed out of the throttle and kind of, you know, adjusted the wheel a little bit, trying to feel like I, at first I thought that I'd lost the rag joint in the steering column and I, I had to replace that when I put the motor in. So I knew it was good. Uh, and I, you know, I nut and bolt everything. I'm, I'm pretty studious about it. So I thought, Oh shit! I is that you know in my head you know you're always trying to diagnose, and just as I was starting to straighten out of the apex of the you know out of the, the end of the turn the bank turn uh, to the straight part onto the freeway, the front end did it again, um, and so I I pulled over um, I got it shut down I pulled over I aired up as high as I could go and you know popped the hood and looked in there and the rag joints perfect you know and I, I got my hands on it and kind of squished it around and it it was good and tight and nothing was loose or torn or weird uh, I got under the car and was looking around and I couldn't see anything amiss like I can't I don't know um, I kind of walked back looking at the on-ramp and 
everything. I, I didn't see like any obvious like, you know, darker you know, like slick spots or anything that stood out that I could have hit. Uh, and when I got back in the car, I, I ran the, the wheel left to right, lock to lock, and it, it didn't feel sloppy. I didn't feel any, like, you know, points where it didn't move linearly. So I, I just don't know what's going on. And as I mentioned before, uh, I haven't replaced the bushings on that car. It's 1966. It's way overdue. Um, they're cracked, but they, they don't look, it's not like the, you know, my upper A, A arm or lower I beam, like nothing is like ridiculously bad looking. Like the bushings are there. Um, you know, they don't, it's, it's not crazy. Um, I'm sure the Australians are losing their shit right now. You guys are, you guys engineering and uh, MO, I guess you guys call it MOT or whatever your inspections. I'm sure you guys are losing your shit that I've got 1966 vintage bushings. But what can I say, Australians? We're fucking cowboys out here. Um, I do have a full Hotchkiss TVS system sitting in my entryway. Um, you know, like classy folks do uh, to my house, uh, <laughs> which is driving everybody nuts, including me. Uh, kind of waiting on, um, honestly, just trying to figure out if I can afford to do Willwood brakes at the same time. And uh, I'll, if some of you guys know, there's a, a really nice guy in Arizona. He's got a 66 Galaxy that he has done the Willwood conversion on. His is the light blue one that's on Instagram that most of you guys are like, hey, are you in, Aust in Arizona? And it's always this other dude. Um, anyway, he's done the, the Willwood conversion and seems to really like it. If I do it, I'd like to, I, I've already done a disc brake conversion on the Galaxy and I did it years ago when it was one of those catalog Ford Granada, you know, kind of piece together bullshit kits. And it's a garbage kit. Um, the company that offered it stopped offering it like right after I bought it. And, uh, the, it, it's just a terrible kit. The brake pads don't even like fully connect. And I know, again, the Australians are losing their minds. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> We're just doing the best we can over here in, in the States. You guys have seen the news. You know, you know, we don't know what the hell we're doing over here, but, <laughs> but, uh, anyway, so yeah, the kits, I've never been happy with the disc brake kit on it. Uh, I'd like to replace the booster and the master cylinder and do Willwood's front and back, but I can't go crazy because I don't want to run, you know, bigger than my 15 inch Supremes. I really want to keep that look. Um, I do plan on switching other wheels down the road, but, uh, you know, if I could ever find the right set of, you know, Craig or star wires, that would be, I'd love to put a set of those on there and, you know, kind of see what that looks like for a while. But, uh, I don't know that car in the Supremes is, that's just where my heart's at. So, uh, anyway, that's, what's going on with the galaxy. So I haven't been driving it. Um, trying to decide if I, what shop I want to, to dive in. Cause it's one of those snowball things. Like I said, I've got the whole suspension kit here, but brakes, I'd like to do brakes at the same time. 
and if I'm doing breaks at the same time while I have the I have one of the original Dakota Digital ride height control systems in it I also have an AccuAir system uh, sitting there waiting for me too and so I'm trying to decide do I switch everything out get rid of my Dakota Digital system and go with AccuAir or do I stay with the Dakota Digital system so uh, kind of spiraling on that I'm not sure which way I want to go or what shop I want to handle it um, it's got some other mods in mind and I, I kind of would like to get it all tackled in one shot but it's going to be spendy and with the already mentioned uh, I'm sure already mentioned issues I've been having with uh, getting Trucky Verde squared away it's just been it's been a couple months guys but we'll get through it and uh you know, one thing, one thing at a time. We'll just, just make it do what it do. So, that's what's going on with the Galaxy. Uh, if anybody has done something different with their brakes on a 66 Galaxy and they like it um, or don't like it, or uh, anybody has th thoughts on the the Willwood systems, I'm I'm open to to hear recommendations or options. Or uh, if anybody from Willwood's listening, I would very much like to have some of your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> anyway um i think that's going to be a wrap uh, i hope you guys like the podcast uh, episode 12 so we're getting there i'm going to try and be more faithful um and get at least one out a month from here on out for the rest of the year i uh, really appreciate all you guys that are sticking with me and big thanks to paragon it's amazing to have you guys on board as a sponsor and uh if you guys need a truck cover and you want one that you can lock and unlock without dropping the tailgate and one that folds up in the bed and not out of the bed blocking your vision when you want to put something in there, uh, hit them up, uh, paragon.com, and the uh, code for 15% off is lowered15, or the lowered15, so pretty cool. Uh, thanks again, guys. Hopefully we'll be posting another podcast up soon.